thing on. <laughs> yes. I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> All right. Hello, everyone. Um, so this is Talk Bookie to Me. This is our first episode for November. I am one host, Aaron. And I'm Felicia. And this is a conversational podcast about books and book-related things that uh, we get into every month. And since this is the first episode of the month, um, this is where we are kicking off our TBR for the month. We're introducing that. We're also introducing the theme that we're going to cover for this month because we typically theme these things around something um, just that's going on at the time. Uh, give some recommendations, give our initial kind of thoughts, caught up on our Goodreads goals for the year, all of that type of stuff. So uh, we like to start off with um, stuff that we're excited for, books in particular for the month that we're excited for. Maybe give a little bit of background on some of those books. Um, do you want to kick us off? Yep. So, there are a lot of big hitters coming out this month. Um, I have on pre-order right now the Iron Flame, which is the second book to Fourth Wing. And then a special edition of Fourth Wing. And We Are the Crisis by Cadwell Turnbull. Uh, they're all coming out around the 7th. I'm actually most excited about the We Are the Crisis book by Cadwell Turnbull. Because I read No Gods and Monsters. I've talked about that, I think, a few times now. I found it. Well, I, Aaron found it. And I read it you know, almost immediately after he purchased it. But it is three years after the events of the first book. It, briefly, it says the world has undergone many changes in the years since monsters came out of the shadows. An anti-monster group known as the Black Hand has started to organize across the United States. In response, pro-monster organizations have been growing in numbers and militancy. Mm -hmm. Monsters could literally be exchanged with, like, this is a race issue. Yeah. Because that's how I read the first book. And it felt powerful. It's definitely symbolic. It's Mm -hmm. definitely an allegory of sorts. Yeah, for sure. But I'm excited. Okay. Yeah. That's what I have. Okay. Did you want to read some about the second one that you recommended? Oh, the you... Iron Flame. If you want, you don't have to. Well, I, I don't just... know a lot about it. Okay. I I bought it because the edges are pretty. Right. <laughs> I think it's a good reason to buy a book. Okay. So, uh, Fourth Wing is actually on my TBR to read this year or this month, but oh, that's a spoiler. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> well, I'm going to talk about Iron Flame. <laughs> okay, go and ahead. And have not read anything about Fourth Wing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, no, but I think. I think it's just like dragons and and like schooling mm-hmm. and magic and fourth wing is fourth wing was top of the charts for a really long time. Yeah, it was crazy. It had a great marketing campaign behind and it. And the fact I feel that like. Rebecca Yeros has come out with two books mm-hmm. in a year. Yeah. Like this the the first and the sequel in a year is kind of crazy. It is. It really is. So um let's see. Just somebody, Zayden Riorsen, is just somebody who commented on the books. The first year is when some of us lose our lives. The second year is when the rest of us lose our humanity. Hmm. And that's that's the little snippet for Iron Flame, which I don't know anything about Fourth Wing. That's fine. I'll find out. (laughs) With with sequels, it's kind of hard to give information Mm -hmm. about them anyway, because it's normally referencing characters that you need to know already. But people say, like, if you like... Um, the Akatar series, you'll mm-hmm. like Fourth Wing. Yep, I think that's pretty true, just because I've seen a lot of people. There's like a lot of over. Of those there's series. a lot of overlap there. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited about it. 
Okay. Yeah, those are two solid. Oh ones. my god, I just saw that six hundred and forty pages. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you I'm glad you're excited about it, not me. Um so I've got two books uh that I'm looking forward to as well. Uh one of them you actually showed to me. Um I'll start with that one and then go mm-hmm. kind of work my way backwards on my list. Um, so the, the one is A World Within a Song, Music That Changed My Life and Life That Changed My Music by Jeff Tweedy. Um, I didn't know much at all about this, uh, but apparently um, Jeff Tweedy is like the lead for Wilco. Um, again, I, I know a little bit about music, but not enough to know who Wilco is. So uh, I'm just going to read just like a, a little bit about this. There's just kind of like these questions that kind of help set up what this is. Uh, so it says, uh, what makes us fall in love with a song? What makes us want to write our own songs? Do songs help? Do songs help us live better lives? And do the lives we live help us write better songs? And it says, Jeff Tweedy's back with another disarming, beautiful, and inspirational book about why we listen to music why we love songs, and how music can connect us to each other and to ourselves, featuring 50 songs that have both changed Jeff's life and influenced his music, um, as well as Jeff's re-memories, uh, dreamlike short pieces that related key moments from Jeff's life. This book is a mix of musical, emotional, and the inspirational in the best possible ways. Um, so this is, uh, you know, right up my alley in terms of like nonfiction stuff. I really like... Nonfiction essays in particular about music. Uh, they Can't Kill Us Until They Kill Us was one of the nonfiction collections that I've referenced before. Uh, and that book, I, again, I think about that at least weekly. It's a, a lot about music and a lot about how it connects to society and to our lives and to humanity. So I'm thinking this book might be somewhat mm-hmm. similar. Um, so I look forward to that one quite a bit. That's on November 7th. The other one that I was going to mention... That one's on November 7th, too? Yeah. Jeez. Yep, November 7th. Um, it must be a Tuesday or something. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, so the second one that I'm excited about is Bookshops and Bone Dust by Travis Baldry. This is also funny because if you listen to our last episode <laughs> of October, we got copies of this book early because uh, Books A Million apparently shipped things out <laughs> earlier than everyone else. It's not supposed to come out until November 7th. Um, but it is the prequel to Legends and Lattes, uh, which is a cozy fantasy series. Uh, I'll read just the briefest amount about this book. Um, Viv's career with the notorious mercenary companion Rackman's Raven isn't going as planned. Wounded during the hunt for a powerful necromancer, she's packed off against her will to recuperate in the sleepy beach town of Merck, so far from the action that she worries uh, she'll never be able to return to it. What's a thwarted soldier of fortune to do? Spending her hours at a beleaguered bookshop in the company of its foul-mouthed proprietor is the last thing Viv would have predicted, but it may be both exactly what she needs and the seed of changes she couldn't possibly imagine. Um, you've read this book mm-hmm. already. You finished it in like a day, I think. So good. So I'm looking forward to that, which I also still need to read Legends and Lattes in its entirety as well. You should read that first. I, I want to. I would like to read it first. <laughs> um, but again, great books. We talked enough about those uh, cozy fantasy, mm-hmm. slice of life stuff, very low stakes, all of that. But you have one more that you wanted yeah. to pitch in. Go and it with. actually ties in to what our theme is. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's probably a good one to we'll introduce the theme, go right yeah. on into. Um, so, it's called Never Whistle at Night. It's a indigenous dark fiction anthology edited by Shane Hawk and Theodore C. Van Os Jr. And 
Um, I'm just going to briefly read the back. Mm -hmm. Many indigenous people believed that one should never whistle at night. It can cause evil spirits to appear and even follow you home. These holy original and shiver-inducing tales introduce readers to ghosts, curses, hauntings, monstrous creatures, complex family legacies, desperate deeds, and chilling facts. That does not say facts. Chilling fat or acts of revenge. Introduced and contextualized by best-selling author Stephen Graham Jones, these stories are a celebration of indigenous people's survival and imagination and a glorious reveling in all the things um, an ill-advised whistle might summon. Yeah. Which... Leads into our theme uh, for the month, which is uh, kind of a combined theme a little mm-hmm. bit because it is, first off, nonfiction November, right? Yeah. Um, so we're going to focus a little bit of our theme on nonfiction, but the other portion is on indigenous literature. Um, so this is uh, indigenous authors uh, or and or books about indigenous characters, indigenous themes, things like that, since we are moving into November. And here in the United States, that is connected to Thanksgiving, which, Mm -hmm. you know, we tend to redirect our attention to uh, native indigenous peoples in the Americas. So so that's what we're going to focus on as our overall theme for the month, uh, which means that some of our TBR is going to be attached to that. We're Mm -hmm. swapping books that is attached to that theme. Um, And... Yeah. But that might mean that our mid-month where we, like, recommend stuff Mm -hmm. might not just be indigenous because I personally haven't read a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a few in my TBR that I might have read by then, but then it's going to overlap a lot. Mm -hmm. So I will try to figure out what I've read. Because we even... Indigenous is a difficult word to define. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I felt like it, it was anybody who was colonized. Right. But that's not necessarily how right. it's identified. I think that's the most common like colloquial usage of mm-hmm. it. Because normally if we're talking about indigenous groups and indigenous populations, it's usually within the context of how colonialism has affected them mm-hmm. or how like modern society, uh, with Western societies usually right. has affected them as well. So, and again, it's, it, it is complicated. It's, right. It gets messy super fast. And I, and I haven't read as much indigenous literature as I should. Um, I took a transnational literature course, uh, and I took a post-colonial literature course and an African literature course, uh, in grad school, undergrad. So I have read quite a bit. Um, but it's still not, you know, to the level that I should probably have read. Um, so always good to expand. Um, and, you know, nonfiction as well. Good area for us to expand because it's something that both of us are kind of tiptoeing into a little bit more, uh, leaning heavier on it. So, right. um, yeah. Uh, do you want to jump into TBR? Well, or? real quick, I want to mention that I have read 82 books out of 150. Right. I forgot um, I goals, have yeah. resolved myself because <laughs> I will never read 150 books by the end of the year. Right. I know that that's not going to happen. Right. So even though my goal is 150, I need to get at least 120 and I'll be yeah. okay. Okay, that's fine. But I have read 82. (laughs) I think 120 is a very realistic goal. I'm at 30 out of 100. I mean, there's not even a chance. I mean, I will be lucky to hit 50, I'll Mm -hmm. be honest, um, at the pace that I read and the stuff that I have kind of on deck to read. (laughs) I'll be pretty lucky to hit 50. You saved all your thick books that I I assigned you for the end. (laughs) I did. I mean, you know, 
not intentionally. Right. Um, we took a we we hit a kind of reading slump in the mm-hmm. middle of the year, so we got behind. But um, but yeah, I'm at thirty out of a hundred, um, and we like to kind of update those at the beginning of yep. each month as well. But now we can get into our TBR stuff. Do you want to do you want to do your TBR first? You want me to do mine you first? Do a swap? Yeah, we can do a swap. That'll be okay. fine. So um, just to clarify. Each month we kind of set a theme, and then we also swap books with each other. So we buy each other a book that is related to the theme that we have, and we try to add. Well, we add that to our TBR, and we try to finish that book by the end of the month. Uh, you have a much higher success rate than I do with this <laughs> <laughs> because last month's book I didn't. I didn't even have the time really to pick up because right. I was working with so many other books. But um, and. We're both kind of mood readers, yeah. So our attention sort of gets sidetracked a little. Yeah, my TBR is not a set in stone thing. Yeah, it, it, it allows me to jump around. Right. All right. That's all. We can do book swaps. Yep. All right. Here we go. There you go. Oh. oh. I almost got. Did I you? Almost got you this. Do you have a copy of this? Mm-mm. Okay. Okay. So. I don't think I do. Okay. I almost got you this because the cover funny. is just so great. So, the one that I'm holding right now. Uh, is uh, Firekeeper's Daughter by Angeline Bully, um, and just the most beautiful cover. Um, yeah, it's kind of hard to explain. There's a very slight blurb on the back. Uh, when tragedy strikes in your own home, when death and deception are around every corner, how far are you willing to go to fix what is broken? Uh, yeah, beautiful looking book. Kind of thick. It's longer than I thought. Kind of thick, but oh, it looks so readable though. How many pages yeah. is it? Oh boy, I don't know. Five five hundred? What? Four ninety four. They lied to me. It's four ninety four. Maybe I decided to get that one because it was YA and it was fine. Yeah, the mar <laughs> the margins and so again, it looks great. I've looked at this several times mm-hmm. as well and I'm interested in it. I'm a little worried about the one that I got you. So what do you got there? So I have The Sentence by Louise Erdrich. Mm-hmm. The sentence asks what we owe to the living, to the dead, to the reader, and to the book. Ooh. A small independent bookstore in Minneapolis is haunted from November 19th. Nope, that does not say that. November 2019 (laughs) to November 2020 by the store's most annoying customer. Flora dies on All Saints Day, but she simply won't leave the store. Tukey, who has landed a job selling books after years of incarceration that she survived by reading with murderous intention, must solve the mystery of this haunting while at the same time trying to understand all that occurs in Minneapolis during a year of grief, astonishment, isolation, and a furious reckoning. The sentence begins on All Saints Day 2019 and ends on All Saints Day, or on All... That does not say All Saints. It says All Souls. All Souls Day. Anytime I said Saints, it's Souls. (laughs) Jeez. Ends on All Souls Day 2020. It's mysterious and proliferating ghost stories during this one year propel a narrative as rich, emotional, and profound as anything Louise... Erdrich Erdrich has mm-hmm. written. So, hmm. I got it mostly because I were seeing I was seeing reviews that was saying that it has a surprising sense of humor to it and that it is thoughtful but it's balanced. Uh, I still think it might be heavy, and there's, I know you're trying to go a little bit lighter, so I'm a, a little book worried of, about it. There's a list of books mm-hmm. in the back, I which saw. I think is cool. Yep. There's a lot. I thought this would be good for you. Um, again, yeah. it, it, I hope it's not too heavy. It sounds like it's set up to be that way, but a lot of reviews that I saw said that there's like a surprising thread of like humor that runs through yeah. it that lightens everything a lot. So I hope it's good. So I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be good. Okay. And the cover's really neat. It has little seed, like seed beads, you know, for mm-hmm. 
for like the little tiny beadwork jewelry. I think that's a neat cover. Yep. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay. I'm Thank glad. You. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Yeah, All so. right. So, TBR. Mine's a little long, like okay. it usually is. Do you want me to go or you go? Mm, I'll talk. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Run us through it. And you have your stack in the floor <laughs> that you almost threw your back out carrying in here, I think. So, I do my TBR a little different um, than Aaron does his. Aaron has books that he knows he wants to read. Mm-hmm. And I have books that... I have so many books that I'm overwhelmed, so I need direction. Right. So... You have more fun choosing your TBR, though. I, feel like. <laughs> I knew I... There was, a, there was a handful of books that I knew I needed to read this month. Mm-hmm. And I wanted my TBR to fit that. Yeah. Um, the way I do mine is I pull prompts out of a little bucket. Well, Aaron does it for me. And mm-hmm. then I pick books based on that prompt. So I have each prompt and each book. Yep. So, and I'm going to go through them kind of fast and then maybe pinpoint ones that I'm really stoked about. Go for it. So, book based on a true story. I chose All You Can Ever Know, a memoir by Nicole Chung. She is the editor of that body... Body positivity. Positivity book. Yeah. And so that's how I learned about her. Right. And that's why I decided I wanted to read something another something by her where nice. she is not, is not just the editor she's the writer it's a good short book too oh yeah yeah and it's, it's not... a memoir it'll probably yeah be a good one for me to for sure oh, yeah. fits into the nonfiction theme <laughs> as well yeah yep. that was that was one of the books where i i had it picked out already and i knew i wanted to read it mm-hmm. i just needed to figure out where it fit yep uh book release this year i have fourth wing by rebecca yaros I mean, if you heard the October thirty first episode, yeah. uh, you're really excited for Iron Flame, isn't it? Because it was pretty. Yeah. Well, of but course. that was earlier, uh, I think. Huh? I mean, yeah, yeah, I think I've talked about Iron Flame more than once now. Yeah. Um, but oh, yeah. that's right. That was this episode. <laughs> okay, sorry, to be clear, just to pull the curtain back a little bit, we're recording October thirty first and November first episodes on the back same day, back. back to back. So <laughs> if we get mixed up a little, we apologize. But go ahead. A book published in the 1990s, um, Message in a Bottle, Nicholas Sparks. I could not think of what else was published, and I have a huge stack of Nicholas Sparks. I've not read Message in a Bottle. I told Aaron, hey, Google what Nicholas Sparks books came out in the 90s. And, and there, there were, was four. I thought there was like, yeah, there were. There was like four, <laughs> and you'd read three of them. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, next one I have is a book with a female protagonist. What better book to have with a female protagonist than a memoir mm-hmm. by a female? Yep. <laughs> Crying in H Mart by Michelle Zahner. Um, and she's... Well, Japanese kind of, Breakfast. Yes, thank you. I can Japanese remember. Breakfast. Great musician... Uh, yeah. The next one was a book with flowers on the cover. The Measure. I chose The Measure by Nikki Ehrlich. It, it's it's really popular on TikTok right now. Um, I don't remember what it was about, but this is one that I think I'm very excited about. So that might be one of the ones that I I dive in deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, book set in space. See, some of these I remember. Yeah. <laughs> a book set in space, The Deep Sky by Yumi K- Kits. Katase. Katase, thank yep. you. Oh my goodness. I think. I'm, I'm that looks right. <laughs> going phonetically, that's all. A book set in a library. I chose The Library of the Dead by T.L. Huchu. Um, library is literally in the title, so it was a pretty easy choose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've been wanting to read this. I was trying to find a way to put it on my October TBR, but I didn't get a chance. So I put it on my November. 
a book you chose based on the a book you bought because you loved the cover. So I'm a sucker for sprayed edges. Yeah. Let me just start out by saying that. So I chose Assistant to the Villain. The cover is really cool. The edges are red. It didn't. It probably wouldn't have mattered mattered to me if the cover sucked. And the the edges are super stark. We should say because yeah. the cover is like a powder purple, like yeah, a very and then the edges pastel. are red. Yeah, like stark. But red, it's so. it's about exactly what you think. It's a super villain, and he needs an assistant. Mm-hmm. So I think that's cool. I think yep. it'd be fun. I have a few more, but Tara's gonna squeak a little. <laughs> So the next one was a book with pictures, mm-hmm. um, or like an illustrated book, or book with illustrations. I chose the fifth uh, graphic novel for the Adventure Zone series. It's called The Eleventh Hour. It has the McElroy brothers, which are Griffin, Justin, and Travis, and their dad, Clint. It is based on the podcast that I recommended that was, a few episodes back. That was like the first episode of um, October, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And it's based on their like Dungeons and Dragons podcast. It's funny, mm-hmm. and the the graphic novel is drawn really well. And their dad Clint is the one that writes it, so I I really like it. That's gonna be an easy one. It's gonna take me like maybe two hours to read. Right. A book by an indie author. I picked this one up at GalaxyCon in July. It is called The Unicorn Precinct by Keith R. A. De Candido. I have it signed by him. He was there. He was, it was cool. super nice. There was like I four was, four people that well, were that under was, this. No, this was the other one. Oh, this was the other one. The book. guy okay. by himself. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But, yeah. I mean, I picked up a lot of books from there. Yeah. And they all sounded good. Um, it's always good to support indie authors. Absolutely. And, and I knew as soon as I chose this prompt that this is the book that I was going to choose. As soon as I saw it on my shelf, I was like, oh, yeah, no, that's the one. Mm-hmm. I just had to dig it out. <laughs> yep. Which is an undertaking. So Yeah. Um, a book with the with your least favorite color on the cover. Okay, so my least favorite color is technically a brown. Which is insane. But oh. it's this specific brown. Brown is such a warm, comforting color. This specific color. brown. That's it. I got this you. This one. I got you. Um, it is almost like a mustardy brown. It, it, like, has, like... Yeah. I don't really know what to call it. No, you're good. Yeah, it's, it's I It's, like, mustardy brown. It kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of, like... I don't want to say that on the podcast. Poop. Like, baby poop. Yeah. <laughs> okay. like specifically. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I chose The Sea of Monsters, which is the second book in the Percy Jackson series by Rick Riordan. I'm, I really tried to go light this time. Yeah. I think you did well with that. Um, I have... A book with a woman's name in it. So the one I chose is called Darling Girl. And I know that Darling is not somebody's name, but it's based on Wendy Darling and the Peter Pan stuff. And mm-hmm. it's a retelling of Peter Pan, so Darling is technically her name. And I started this. I'm going to have to restart it because I don't remember anything about it. Um, apparently I already opened a gift. But this is one of my Once Upon a Book Club books. Um and I get gifts every single time I get to a spot in mm-hmm. the book where it says open your gift. There are usually three to four per book. I'm really excited about it. Apparently, I've already opened one. You, I don't remember what I was, it was just about to ask. <laughs> I was going to say, which one was I it? I really do not remember. The gifts are the best part of that. Uh, I don't know. And then I have three stretch goal ones. I One of them had a, a title or had a prompt, but I really don't remember what it was. Um, the one I don't remember what the prompt was. 
was A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Mass. I have picked this book up four different times. I have read it in three different ways. I started it with an audio. I did an ebook. I have the physical copy. I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. However, I am told time and time again that it gets better. Yep. I just don't understand why a series starts out so rough. Yeah. And so difficult to read. And everybody says, oh, we'll keep with it. It gets better. I don't. That part I have a problem with. That's tough. But yeah. that's okay. It'll be fine. And I think most people know what Akatar is at this point. Yeah. Like, I think that that's so big that it feels necessary to read it. At least give it a try at some point. So I think that'll be a good one. I'm interested to hear uh, if you make it through it and kind of what you <laughs> think of time. it. Yeah, honestly. Because, I mean, ever since we've been talking, you've been reading yeah. it off and on. So. so the other one I have is a nonfiction. <laughs> when me and Aaron first met, I found three mm-hmm. Vietnamese books that I thought that he would enjoy. And then I also bought them for myself. Right. One was a book of poetry. Uh, I think it's called Rain Days. Uh, a, a, a Map of Rain Days. A Map of Rain Days. And then the other Mountain was... Sing. Oh, Mountain Sing. Yeah. Which was just general fiction. Mm-hmm. And the one I'm reading or going to try to read is Why Do You Look at Me and See Girl um, by An Vi Huang. This is one that Aaron actually read first. Mm-hmm. It is nonfiction. Um, yeah. It's incredible. It is... It, it's going to be, I think this one's going to be difficult. It's a um, lot. It, it is a lot. It's great, though. I, we've talked about it multiple times, but there's a chapter in that book that I think about so often. A chapter about language and the mm-hmm. way language shapes our reality. Right. I, I think it's incredible. I think you'll love it. It's short, but it, it is going to take a little while to read, so I recommend breaking it But it up does say part memoir and part social criticism. It is a provocative read about a full-fledged bilingual who fights to get free from the dead past and her ancestors' sins. Um, I I do think that it is going to be a good book to read. Yeah, it's incredible. And then <laughs> I have uh, Black Sun by Rebecca Roanhorse. This is going to be um, an indigenous author or indigenous story. That's about all I know about it. Also, I bought it because the cover is amazing. I am one of those people that judges the book by its cover. So I bought it. <laughs> yeah, it looks great. Yeah. Oh, and it's a Nebula Award finalist. Mm. Um, NPR's best books of 2020. So that I mean that that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, of course. We and love, I know we I've love talked, NPR. I know I've talked a lot, but I have one. I do just want to briefly read and re reroute back to the Measure by Nikki Ehrlich. This yeah. is one that I. This is the first book that I said, okay, this is going on my November TBR yeah. in my head. Please talk. I have very little to say <laughs> because my deep TBR is much shorter than yours. Eight ordinary people, one extraordinary chance. It seems like any other day you wake... Oh, I remember exactly. I remember exactly what this is about. Um, it seems like any other day you wake up, pour a cup of coffee, and head out. But today, when you open your front door, waiting for you is a small wooden box. This box holds your fate, the exact number of years you will live. Mm-hmm. From suburban doorsteps to desert tents, every person on every continent receives the same box. In an instant, the world is thrust into a collective frenzy. Where do these boxes come from? What do they mean? Is there truth to what they promise? As society comes together and pulls apart, everyone faces the same shocking choice. Do they wish to know how long they'll live? And if so, what will they do with that knowledge? The measure charts the dawn of this new world through an unforgettable cast of characters whose decisions and fates interweave with one another. Best friends whose dreams are forever entwined. 
pen pals finding refuge in the unknown, a couple who thought they didn't have to rush, a doctor who cannot save himself, and a politician whose box becomes the powder keg that ultimately changes everything. Enchanting and deeply uplifting, The Measure is a sweeping, ambitious, invigorating story about family, friendship, hope, and destiny that encourages us to live life to the fullest. I've, I have had a lot of people on other podcasts talk about this book. Now that I remember, as soon as I saw the eight people, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember what this mm-hmm. is about. Um, because it brings up the question, like, it's like an age-old question, if you knew how long you would, like, if like fortune tellers. If you thought yeah. fortune tellers were real or, mm-hmm. or if you knew how long you would live, would you want to know? I know my answer. Yeah. I don't want to know. Yeah, no, because <laughs> because then you live every day with anxiety about it. And right, you, and yeah. then you're not living every day to the fullest, and that's I think that's what this deep dive of this book does. Is well, it is it kind of feels like if you're if you're constantly thinking about when you're going to die, I think that's weighing heavily on you, and you're not able to actually live fully. I think it could have either impact, and let, please let me tie this back to Hamilton <laughs> really quick. <laughs> So we watched the Hamilton musical, like genuinely, mm-hmm. and it, a lot of that is about how Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr, how they react to the ticking mm-hmm. clock of death, and Hamilton is using it to like try to get everything he done as qu- done as quickly as possible, and Aaron Burr is sort of like taking his time, pacing it out. I think it would have one of those two effects because if you yeah. knew about it, it might be like, all right, well, I got to do everything I can before that deadline. Whenever I know I'm going to die. And for other some other people, they'd probably freeze under that right. pressure and be like, well, I know I've got this much time left. Like, why try? To you know? Right. Like, that's kind of my thing. Like, if it was a short time frame, mm-hmm. then I would constantly be thinking about oh, for that sure. day. Yeah. No, like, it, oh, my God. Like, I have 30 days left. Or... I, I think that question is a good test to see if someone has anxiety or not. Because yeah. if you ask somebody that question and they say, oh, yeah, I want to know, they probably don't have anxiety. <laughs> right. Like, it, they probably are just like, no, no, I know no, this I'm would eat fine. me No, I'm fine. Yeah, they're like, this would eat me alive if I knew. Yeah. yeah. But that, that sounds so fascinating. So, I think, yeah. let's see, I think this was 14... I'm, I probably, I'm, oh, and then I need to read Educated. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yes, yes, of course. Because that's, that's one that I had assigned. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the ten Tara Westover. Westover. Yep. Which is nonfiction, and I was, I was holding on to it for nonfiction November. Yeah. Um, but it is about the education system, right? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> well, it's about, it's about that, but it's also about, like, more so, it, it's a memoir about a woman who grew up in a, uh, conspiracy theory fueled mm. household okay. that was trying to homeschool her and would not let her go get medical care and all kinds right, of stuff. Right. It, it's very heavy and just such a page turner though. So like, kind of like what it means to be educated. Too. Yeah, and how education improves your life so heavily right. and can kind of set you free, quote unquote. Mm. Yeah, it's very good. It's one of the ones I've been most excited for you to read out of the ten <laughs> right. that I picked for you for the year. So yeah, and I only have two left, so I'm gonna have that one and then. Um, mm-hmm. In the Time of Butterflies, which yep. if I get to that one, that's okay. If I don't, I have December. Yeah, of course. And that's going to be, I think it's going to be a quick But read. the books yeah. from my TBR last month are going back into my my TBR list. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm scrapping those as like books to read and starting starting fresh. I think that's a good approach. Yeah. I definitely think so. Um, but then obviously, you have the book that I got you would be yeah. on your TBR as well. But that'll be the last but one. But I have, huh? what's that, one, two, 20? <laughs> one, two, 20. I think that's how numbers work. No, I think, I, yeah, you've got, what, 16? 17? Something like that. 
I don't know. The number doesn't matter. 16, but 17. Yeah, yeah. But the point is, is that you've got a pretty heavy But I want to read. TBR, there's, a, but, there's a lot of nonfiction I want to read. Yeah. Because um, I have like a like a sex work mm-hmm. nonfiction book that I want to read. I have... Oh, and that video game book comes out this month, Oh, too. that's right. Yeah, I mentioned that as one I was excited um, for. I really want to get that. And I, then I have like like women in history yeah. that I kind of want to get into a little bit. And then, like, I, I think I have, like, another women in pop culture book that I that I got. So, yeah. I do have a lot of nonfiction that I want to try to dive into. But I can jump back and forth with that. That'll be, like, my side piece. <laughs> <laughs> Weird way to put it. All right. No, but um, I have significantly less uh, stuff on my TBR, for sure. Uh, so, two, the first two that I'm going to mention are books that I'll actually be doing short write-ups for. I, I work with a university here in North Carolina. I work with their literary magazine quite a bit. I do edits for their, their reviews. I do full-length reviews that get published in their magazine as well. Um, but uh, every so often I will do uh, short write-ups uh, for books that have been out a little while or people who have contributed short pieces like short stories or essays to the or poems to the magazine in the past. The shorter write-ups, they get put onto our website, and they're usually a little more conversational, so I don't have to dive as deep with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first two that I have are write-ups, so I have to read these to get the write-ups done. I hope to do that within the first two weeks yeah. of the month um, because I like to get those out as quickly as I can. Uh, the first one is a Viejo Verde uh, by Gustavo Perez Firmat. I think I pronounced the name correctly. Um, and that is a, a, he's a Cuban author, um, and he has written a decent amount of poetry and I think some short story work as well. Um, but this is a book of poetry that I'll be reviewing. Uh, I don't know much at all about it. I just had it in my box, ready to go, um, assigned by the, uh, general editor of the Pembroke magazine. Um, the next one that I have is Until All You See Is Sky by George Chandis. So the very first review, I think it was the very first one I ever wrote for the magazine, was a George Chandis book. Um, I really enjoy his stuff. He's very funny. Uh, He writes great short stories and things like that. This is a book of essays, so this is going to be nonfiction to tie into the nonfiction category as well. Um, And again, his sense of humor and everything is excellent, so I look forward to reading that. And those are the two that I'll be reviewing. Um, The next three that I have are ones that you put on my mm-hmm. 10 list. And we mention this like every episode. But right. I in case you're jumping in for the first time, we assigned each other 10 books to read this year. Um, I have only read four, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I've and read, then we hit reading slumps. Yeah. I've Otherwise, read, we could have just been done. Yeah. I've read, <laughs> I've read four. You only have a couple left. Um, so I'm going to two left. I'm going to try to knock out three of those this month. These are going to be pretty high on my list to work on. So the first one is the Joy Luck Club by Amy Tan. Um, obviously popular book, popular movie. I thought I knew more about it, but then as soon as I started reading it, I my mind blanked. I had no earthly idea what this book is about. But I like it. I like the style so it's far. It's another one of those like Asian identity books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it seems good. I like the style so far. I feel like so far it's just like kind of building the history. Mm-hmm. So I'm not too much into it. I can't comment too much on it. Uh, the next one is The Glass Castle by Jeanette Walls. Um, so that's nonfiction as well, right? It's a memoir. It's a memoir. Yeah, so that ties in. 
Um, again, that, that's one that we've talked about several times. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a big I fan think, of like, that one. I think like eight of the books that I assigned you are movies. Yeah. The three that you're reading this month have adaptations. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, and I look forward to The Glass Castle. I, I We've talked about it so much mm-hmm. that I do feel like it's going to be depressing and good. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to that. And the last... The last one is A Discovery of Witches by Deborah Harkness is going to be that one. Um, that one, again, I don't know much about it. We watched like two episodes of the show yeah. a few nights ago, um, and I look forward to it as well. But again, I don't know yeah. a ton about I it. I love it. Yeah, you said it's like one of your favorite mm-hmm. reads? I've reread it multiple times. Yeah, yeah, and it seems good. It's like paranormal type stuff. Yeah. and. Um, and then obviously uh, the book that I got, uh, The Firekeeper's Daughter, um, that's going to be my sixth one on my TBR this month. Realistically, I tend to get through three or four books yeah. per month. I think this will be a little bit of a better month for me because those the book of poetry and the book of essays are fairly short. Right. And since I'm reviewing them, there's a lot more motivation to get through them. And then those three books off of the ten, I really want to knock those out. That way, I can get through the last three in December. Which are the thickest? And yeah, and maybe make it, maybe hit the goal. Um, but I'm prioritizing the review books and the books on the ten yeah. for sure. That's that's my goal here. And so we gave each other ten books. Just to do a little quick backstory, we gave each other ten books, um, and we're planning on doing the same thing mm-hmm. next year. And that's why it's kind of important. To get, to get through them, them done. Yeah. yeah. Um, however, then... there's an 830 page book that I gave him to read this year, and it's yeah. going to be one of his December books. I, reg- so... I, I regret introducing you to that book every yeah. day. I'm just joking. No, yeah, it's, did. it was Priory of the Orange Tree. I, I bought a copy of it a while ago, read about 50 yeah. pages of it before we even started talking. And then once we started talking, I introduced it to you. Mm-hmm. I think it was drawn. You were drawn to it because it was so thick. Yeah, I um, got more for my money. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, and then you read it and finished it, and I haven't. Well, I broke it yours yet. into segments for you. Yeah, yeah, which is going to be needed. And yeah. if things go all right this month, I may actually be able to jump in and start reading segments of that one. Yeah. But it just all depends on how well, much. Well, with the holidays. I, we both are going to have a little bit more time. Slightly, yeah. Because we, you know, we have like, well, you don't have school the mm-hmm. Friday after Thanksgiving. Right, right. And we aren't typically open for Black Friday because, uh, why? Yeah, no, <laughs> I, get it. I get it. Like, I don't like it when businesses are open for Black Friday. Right. I, Let them be home with their families. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but if we are, I won't have a long day. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so we'll have that time to be able to do that. I mean, Thanksgiving, we eat at one place now. It used to be a lot more, mm-hmm. um, but we all eat together. So I'll be able to read after that if I'm For not sure. in a turkey coma. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it'll be, I think we'll get through quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty confident about it. and I feel good. Yeah, I do too. And I, I think in terms of the stuff that I'm looking forward to the most... It's probably the George Shondas book and The Glass Castle. Mm-hmm. Again, the George Shondas stuff... His stuff is always going to like resonate with me because that was the first published review that I wrote. Well, and then he sent it directly to me. And you. yeah, it's the first book that was sent directly to me instead of going through the general yeah. editor first. So it's yeah, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. And and he's a great guy. Again, super funny. Like really good writing and I think that especially authors that write through university presses, which I think he still is, I'm not entirely sure. 
Um, they need as much support as they can yeah. get because they're not in the bigger presses that get the mainstream attention and marketing push. Um, but the Glass Castle, again, because we talked about it so much. Mm-hmm. So I want to watch the movie. Yeah, I, re- I really look forward to those two. But yeah. um, that's all that I've got for my TBR and stuff. Do you I'm excited it? for your thoughts on the three. Yeah. Because these are... So, these are the three that I remember more. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Yeah. Because as, <laughs> as I was reading Dark Places, uh, by Gillian or Gillian Flynn or whatever, right. like, I would mention something and you're just like, oh. Oh, cool. Like, and it's like a, or when you were reading uh, Three by Ted Decker, yes, yeah. I was like, okay, tell me everything. Yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> and I it, couldn't remember And anything. it would come back to you as yeah. I mentioned it. but or you were, would it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you were still like, you're, yeah. it was still like a fresh take on it. And I... I think I said it already, but educated and crying in H Mart, those are the two I can't wait for you to read. Yeah, because I'm I I'm I can't wait for your thoughts on those. Especially educated. Mm-hmm. I, I've been eagerly waiting for that one out of the ten. <laughs> right. That was um, the one that you wanted me to read like probably first. I was yeah. Like, I was like, I'll read well, that later. <laughs> I think I think also and just briefly, my experience with that book was really enriched because at the university they have like a book club thing That's that they right. used to do that was focused on books about education and it's usually teaching books but this time it's not a te- that one was not about teaching it was a memoir about the power of education and teaching right. and things like that so i read it and we discussed it and that always tends to make my experiences better with books so i, I that's well, why i remember like, so much teaching has a soft spot in your heart and yeah, mine so of course yeah so i i look forward to that so but Anything else on TBR stuff? Or um, well, I also look forward to reading this, uh, like some of the stories from this Never Whistle at Night. Yeah. I probably won't get through the whole thing. Right. But it is short stories. It is an anthology. I'll probably read some. It's like mm-hmm. 30, I think there's like 30 different stories, which is kind of a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I love a good anthology personally. So like That's the that's, one I almost yeah. got you. Yeah. But then it was like 400 pages yeah. of short stories. I don't think I realized that the firekeeper's daughter was so thick. It's fine. I, I still look forward to it again. <laughs> but I also said, okay, well, YA does read a little faster. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And maybe that's why I just decided to do YA. I don't For know. For sure. No, no, I appreciate it. And yeah, I look forward to getting into that one. Um, do you want to wrap things up with yeah, a. This is going to be a short one, I think. Yeah. I mean, our first episodes of the month typically are because yeah, that's true. we've not really read anything to talk about right? yet um, for the month. But. So we'd like to wrap things up. Um, in case this is your first episode, uh, we tend to end every episode with a couple of random recommendations that may or may not be related to books, but just other things we have experienced or popped into our brain that we just want to throw out there into the world. Um, so do you want to do yours first? Yeah, so the first one I have is the Epicurious channel on YouTube. Mm-hmm. We I watched this a lot with my brother during um, COVID when we were shut down and and it and then I got Aaron on it today actually, um, but it's just a bunch of like, here's how to or mm-hmm. here is you know a cheap meal versus the same meal but with expensive products or mm-hmm. um, so the one that we watched today was how to uh, shell shellfish right yeah. all forms of shellfish it was like every shellfish and then yeah. we started how to cut vegetables and it, it it's informative but like interesting fast and paced, it was too. fast paced. Yeah. Um, there's different main people on it. I watched another one where you it shows you how to butcher a cow. Jeez. Well, like it wasn't alive <laughs> at <Okay>. least, <laughs> but like unlike that lobster. You, <laughs> oh no! Oh. It it tells you like it shows you like what parts, mm-hmm. um, 
it labeled the cow or the it might have been a pig. It labeled the parts for you is all yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah. Um, There's other episodes. Make every drink. Yeah. Um, how to cook each mushroom. Mm-hmm. How to cut every ve- uh, every fruit. We paused the how to cut every vegetable because there's 50-something vegetables and it was yeah. like an hour long almost. And all of them were <laughs> cut at an angle or mm-hmm. into weird chunks. Right. I don't, I don't know. It was it was fine, part. though. I like it. But that. it's a really interesting channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one I have is completely random. But it's uh, the brand Tree Nut and it's hydrating watermelon <laughs> and cactus face scrub. I got this the other day at Ulta <laughs> because... My face is doing really dry winter things, um, and I don't have, like, a face routine. So I bought a bunch of face products, and this one smells amazing. Like, it actually smells like like watermelon, which most watermelon stuff does not. But it smells like the watermelon Jolly Rancher, and I love it. Random, right? This is my favorite. This is my favorite segment of the you entire podcast. You just never podcast. know what I'm going to choose. No, I have no idea, and it'll I don't be, tell you on purpose. No, and it's like last episode you had a book related one. And I'm like, oh, that tracks. And yep. now you have a face scrub, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> no, mine are mine are incredibly random as well. Um, the first one is the hot ones, hot sauces. They put out their lineup for the ten hot sauces. I th- I don't know exactly how long ago the the latest one came out. I don't think it's very long ago. I think they do one set per year. I bought two sets of them in the past and the and gone through the challenge. <laughs> I don't need it. I'm not going to get it anytime soon. But those are there. They're really good. I think it's like a hundred bucks well, for the, the show. Kit or is something. really cool too. Of course, but everybody knows about hot ones. Yeah. The show, but the sauces are great. <laughs> And my second recommendation, again, I think most people know about it. It's just One Piece. We've been watching the mm-hmm. One Piece anime. I think we're 25, 30 episodes in or something like that. There's like a that. thousand. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we'll ever finish it, but uh, no. but it's just, it's enjoyable. It's mm-hmm. something that we're actually sticking with, and whenever we eat, we tend to mm-hmm. Well, now, I don't know. We've talked about watching another Epicurious video. Yeah, so. yeah. Or the BuzzFeed. I could have recommended that. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, that's the right. The BuzzFeed videos that I want to watch after this. But. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Again, very random, the ending stuff there. But no, definitely uh, looking forward to the month. Uh, I appreciate everybody. Or we both appreciate it. I'll yeah. speak for both of us. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening and especially sticking with us through a month of this stuff yeah. if you've been listening. Because this, um, we look forward to this, I think, recording every one of these episodes. And I think it's encouraging both of us to read mm-hmm. more and to read in well, different ways. Other people so. are holding us accountable. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, strangers. Um, so, we'll be back uh, the 15th of November for our mid month episode. Mm-hmm. In that episode, we'll check in on our progress on our TBR. Uh, we'll, you know, kind of throw out some more recommendations, maybe some like brief reviews on the books that we yeah. finished. Uh, and you know, just again, just checking in, giving a little bit more feedback and hopefully this helped you kind of find a few good books for the month and thinking about indigenous literature, nonfiction literature, maybe it'll help grow your TBR a little bit as well. I'm really excited for the nonfiction of this month Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, because I've only recently gotten into nonfiction, but I'm also really excited to expand. Well, cause now I've read Vietnamese literature. Mm Mm-hmm. I've read um, Ebo, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Ebo literature, which are both colonized people, mm-hmm. but I've not read like native to America indigenous literature. Yeah. And so I'd like to do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For like, sure. That's where we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's important. And and that's such a range, too, is yeah. the thing. I mean, there's so many of those that you could read, but I think that'll be great. Um, 
but yeah, again, thank you for sticking with us through this. Uh, thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, and we can be reached at... Um, so we're on Instagram at TalkBookie. Both of our Goodreads, Goodreads are also linked to that. I am at Goodreads.com backslash Femarie. And Aaron's at Goodreads.com backslash ATCole1400. Mm-hmm. But if you forgot those, there's they're on our Instagram. And then we have email at um, talkbookie at gmail.com. Send us an email. Yeah. I would love that. Recommendations, questions, yeah. suggestions, any of Just that stuff. don't tell us you don't like us. That would right. be sad. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and uh, again, subscribe. Uh, we're on Spotify, hopefully Apple Music and uh, or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called, and uh, Google Podcasts soon. That's why they haven't accepted us. We don't know what they're called. Right. Yeah. No, they have a little <laughs> bit more strict processes. Um, we're also, uh, um, you know, you can just go straight through our Podbean website to download episodes and listen as well. Uh, leave reviews on any of those sites. Uh, follow our podcast on any of those sites because we will be, uh, you know, continuing to well, pump out episodes. I also yeah. check it religiously. Yeah. And it makes me happy to see the numbers go up. Right. <laughs> Scratches <laughs> that good part of the dopamine in the brain whenever the numbers go up. No. But... Whenever I can count how many people actually listen, it makes me happy. Right. <laughs> right. All right. Well, we really appreciate everyone listening yet again. Um, and we will be back in a couple of weeks um, with yeah. some updates. So. All right. All right. Well, bye. Bye.